7 to 15. I'm reading from the King James Version. Uh, verse 7 says, Then on that day, are you there? If you're First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 7. If you're there, shout, I'm wise. If you're not yet there, say, I'm still seeking. <laughs> Chronicles is in the Old Testament. It is after the book of, of Kings. If you can find the book of Kings, you'll find the book of Chronicles. It is before the book of Isaiah. Way before. So if you are around Isaiah, you are lost. You need to go back. You found it? We're going to read it. Verse 7 says, And then on that day David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Just, just chapter 16 is a chapter where David has gone to take the ark and has brought the ark and he has offered some sacrifices to thank God that they've brought the ark and then he gets to this place where he delivers a psalm to Asaph. Asaph was one of those singers. He was anointed to sing. So David gives him the psalm and they sing the psalm and this is the psalm that they were singing. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk, all of you, of his wondrous works. Verse 10, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Verse 12, remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. O you seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be you mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. God commanded the word to a thousand generations. And we are amongst those thousand generations and we are blessed to be partaking of the word. And so David says, give thanks to the Lord. And in the midst of this song, in the midst of this psalm, he says, seek the Lord. Rejoice you who is seeking the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength and seek the Lord continually. He emphasizes seeking the Lord three times. Seek the Lord. And tonight I want to say to somebody, seek the Lord. Set your heart to seek the Lord. Tell your neighbor, set your heart, set your heart. to seek the Lord. We must seek God. And Isaiah will say, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek him while he may be found. It means that there may be a time where you will seek him. While you have the opportunity, make sure you find God. There are many people that have regretted. Some people say, I will repent just before I die. You may die in an accident and you may not have that chance. Ah, let me enjoy life. I'm still young. I'll seek him when I'm old. Be besides, in the Netherlands, all the churches you go to, you find old people. And when I'm old like them, I'll say, you may not live to be old like them. 
So seek him while he may be found. I've been thinking the other day I had to be to send some testimonies and, and, and to the head office and I was reading through the, my list of testimonies that have been given and I thought, my goodness, many of you have had near misses with, ex, in, with car accidents. And you say, I thank the Lord that God caused me to escape the accident. God caused me to just move back and bam. God caused me to just quickly go. Hey, who was it? Ernest. Cycling faster. And suddenly there's an accident behind you. And I said, my God, thank God for those misses. But while you have been allowed to miss or be missed, make sure you seek God while he may be found. Because the one who did not get the chance to be missed, thank God it's not you. But seek the Lord while he may be found. So David emphasizes to say, seek the Lord, seek the Lord. And, and there's a reason why he says seek the Lord because men were made to find God and to be with God and to dwell with the Lord. God desires to be with us, but we, we, we now need to seek him because of sin. Sin has separated us from him, but God wants us to come back and to be in a relationship with him. He wants us to come back and to dwell with him in heavenly places and to be living here, heaven on earth with him. But it is for those that will seek him and find him. But thank God he can be found. I want to read another scripture. Second Chronicles. So Second Chronicles is after First Chronicles. That's easy, right? Chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. So we've heard David, he was rejoicing. And in his rejoicing, he tells us, seek the Lord and remember his good works. Remember his marvelous works. You come to chapter, chapter 12 of Second Chronicles, verse 13. The Bible says, so King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem. So after, after David, you have got Solomon. And then after Solomon, the kingdom of God was split. The kingdom of Israel, sorry, was split into two. So when you read your Bible next time, you know, you've got Saul, King Saul, and then King David. And after King David is King Solomon, whom had many wives and concubines. And these wives started to separate him and take him away from the Lord. And after Solomon comes Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And God split Israel into two. You've got what is called Judah. Two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. And you've got the other ten. And, and, and Rehoboam is the one who took over the part of Judah. And Rehoboam is the one we are now reading about here. David and Solomon were known to follow God. God says of David, he's a man after my own heart. Solomon was a very wise man. Unfortunately, he loved too many women. And they drew him away from the Lord. Because a lot of those women were not from Israel. And then his son got confused about what to follow. And here we are. So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. For Rehoboam was one and 40 years, or he was 40 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. 
His mother's name was Nama in Ammonites. In Ammonites, you know, one of those women who had been brought from outside. If you're not married, make sure you don't bring a woman from outside. You hear what I'm saying? Don't bring a woman from outside. Find one inside. There are enough sisters in the church. If it's not AGP, there are more churches outside of AGP. And they also have sisters there. <laughs> I rest my case. But, but you, you get the point. His mother was an Ammonites. One of the women that led Solomon away from the Lord. And verse 14 says, And he did evil. What did Jeroboam do? He did evil. Why? Because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. David, a man after God's own heart. God said, of David says, what did David say? He says, seek the Lord. Rehoboam, his grandson, does not seek the Lord. And the Bible says he did evil. 17 years as a ruler doing evil. You wonder where some of our African presidents got it from. 17 years doing evil. Part of the reason why the nation of Israel eventually split under Rehoboam was because of his evil heart. When the wise men that were advising his father and his grandfather said, do this, he says, no, 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 let me do what my friends are telling me. You have power, you have power. Evil was in his heart. And so eventually, Jeroboam rose up and said, if you don't follow the advice of the old, we go our own way. And where he had 10, 12 tribes, he ended up with just two. And he ruled those two for 17 years. And the Bible record of him is saying he did evil. Why? Because he did not seek the Lord. I pray that the testimony of your life will not be written as such. But that the testimony of your life will be written that you were a wise man that sought God. I hear more amens from this side, so I'll preach to these guys. <laughs> I pray that you will be counted among those that sought God, among those that were looking for God, that were meeting with God, that were having communion with God. You see, those that were going after God, panting and thirsting for righteousness. It is wise to seek God. And it is foolish not to seek Him. Why is it foolish? Because you end up doing evil. You don't need to look very far. Look at how the, world, the last world war started. It was because there was a man who did not seek God. Hitler was not seeking for God. In fact, he wanted to kill anything that resembled God. And we ended up with world war. And, 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 and it's important to understand that look back in any place in history, when people move away from God, catastrophe and calamity will follow. You can also look at the U.S. right now. 
But wise men seek God. And when I say men, I include the women as well. You are not exempted. Lest you say we don't need to be wise. Or you'll be jealous that why is it only the men? No. We must see God. We must thirst after the Lord. We must desire to become more like him. We must desire to get close to him. We desire to know Jesus. Seeking God talks about wanting to know Jesus. Wanting to be more like him. Wanting to follow more like him. David would cry after he had sinned to say, Lord, don't take away your Holy Spirit from me. Wash me, cleanse me, renew a right spirit within me. Let me come back again and be able to fellowship with you. That's seeking God. That's where we need to be. That's where we ought to be. Solomon in his old age eventually writes and says, you know what? The duty of men is to seek God and to follow after God, to serve God. After all is said and done, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 or chapter 13, he says it, it, the, the whole duty of men is to serve him, to be where God is, to do what God wants, to delight thyself in the Lord. That's what it is. We need to come to that place where all that matters is God. Where it's all about Jesus. Whether you go to work in that company, do that PhD, at the end of the day, it's about Jesus. Whether you are sitting in your house or driving on your bicycle, it's all about Jesus. We need to come to the place where Jesus is so much in us and all we desire is when am I going to have a moment with the Lord? We need to desire to become more and more like him. There is a song that says, I want to be more and more like Jesus. I want to be more and more like him. That's what we need to desire, to be more and more like him. Church is not about just coming and sitting here and warming the benches. It's about coming here to learn how we can be more like Jesus, how we can be more like him. If you come to church and you don't feel closer to the Lord, you need to check church and start seeking God. It's about coming to get into a place where our relationship with the Lord gets stronger and stronger, where we become embedded in Jesus, where Jesus is the first word that comes out of our mouths if you're caught unawares. Where you can say Jesus in your dream and in your sleep. Where Jesus is the one you call when those things come to strangle you at night. Jesus must be so much in you. When, you, 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 when you're, I'm writing an email at work and you're almost saying, God bless you in the name of Jesus. You think, no, this is a work email. It's not. That's the level we need to get with Jesus. Where you know you, you're just thinking everything is about you. I might just tell people about Jesus. I might just tell them that Jesus lives in me. When they are making fun about you and you say, you know, it doesn't matter because Jesus makes me beautiful. I am fearful and wonderfully made. He is so sweet. He gives me the peace that you don't have. You need to connect to Jesus, young men. We need to have Jesus. We need to have Jesus. And, and, and so, so David 
says, David says, seek the Lord. He knew there was a blessing in seeking the Lord. Because in, 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 in verse 15 of 1 Corinthians, Chronicles chapter 16, he says, And be you mindful always of his covenant. Seeking God releases the covenant of God. It releases the covenant of God. He is a covenant keeping God, but he will keep it and make sure that covenant works for those that seek him. That's why David was saying, seek the Lord. And when his son, his grandson did not seek him, he did evil. Righteousness was not counted in his life. Why? Because he was not seeking God. May your time here be counted as a time that you sought God. By the time you leave, I pray that they will know you for serving God. I remember my MSC supervisor said, if there's anything I'll remember about you is your faith and your Jesus. When they were five, giving the, the speech for my PhD, my professor would talk also in that speech about my being a Christian. And, and I remember Pastor Obembe, whom I took over from, says, I am amazed that your faith would impact to come into all the speeches about you. Why? Because Jesus is just a part of my life. I'm seeking him. I'm sitting there while they are singing all their other songs with their loud radios. Mine is just playing in my ears, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or sometimes it's praying, playing Hebrews chapter 10 over and over again. Why? Because I'm seeking God. I'm seeking God. My neighbor, one, one, of, the, one of the neighbors when I used to live at Maraikaveg would, would come to me and say, you know, you, I see you all the time going and coming, going, where will you be going? I'll be going to church. Looking so smart, I'll be going to church. And I want to come just to your church. Just because you just saw me looking so smart every Sunday, where will you be going? I'm going to church. I want to come and see this church of yours. And, and someone who was hearing the noises when you still used to have prayers at our house and said, what well, this noise that you make every Wednesday, you should come in and see for yourself. It's Jesus. Jesus is a part of your life. Wise men sought God. And they still do. Are you one of those wise men? So David had spoken and his son, grandson, did not seek the Lord. I want to come back to a word that says the, about, about Rehoboam. Sorry, it says, because he prepared not. He prepared not because it's a decision. Seeking God. Tell your neighbor, seeking God is a decision. Let me just give you 10 blessings of seeking the Lord. Number one, you will find him. You will find him. There is never a person who sought God and never found him. He is always ready to be found. <laughs> you will find him. So 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 9. And it says, And thou, Solomon, my son, know that God, the God of thy father, know the God of your father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts, and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you will seek him, he will be found by, by you. 
But if you will forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Like Rehoboam, his grandson, cast off forever. Look at the testimony of his life. He did evil. Oh my God, I pray that will not be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Your testimony will be she did right. She was righteous. She was upright. She had a clean heart. He was a true believer. I began to see the truth of Christianity in his life. What kind of testimony will you be remembered for? Those that seek God will have such a testimony. That they are the children of God. And, and so David says, you, 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 whenever you seek God, you will be found. You will be found. Ask and you will knock, Jesus. Ask and knock and you will find and you will get. Is that not what Jesus said? Seek and you will find. The door will be open to you. God will give you what you are asking for, what you are looking for. So when you seek him, he will be found. Number two, you, you will be heard and answered. You will be heard and answered. You see, when, when you seek God, it may look like it's an abstract thing, but it's not abstract because God hears and he answers. He says, my ears are not too, too, too short or too dull that I cannot hear you, but I can hear you. And so those that will seek him, they will be heard and answered. So Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14 says, And if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. So those that will seek the Lord, God will hear them from heaven. God will hear you from heaven in the name of Jesus. Number three, you will not lack any good thing. You will not want for any good thing. I know you want good stuff. Who doesn't want good stuff? Raise up your hand. Who wants good stuff? Okay, at least about 90% of you want good stuff. And the Bible says you will not lack anything good. You will not want for anything. Psalm 34 verse 9 to 10. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no want to them that fear him. Listen to this verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall want for nothing or shall lack nothing. You see, you would think, why does the Bible talk about young lions? Young lions often do not go hungry. They don't go hungry, young lions. Why? Because they are young, they are strong, they are vibrant. And often they hunt in packs of young lions. The older lions may go hungry, but the young lions will not go hungry. These ones are even prepared to take a kill that is not even their own. Because when their need of food comes, they will not go hungry. But the Bible says, you know what? Sometimes young lions may go hungry. But the person who seeks the Lord shall not want for anything. Do you want to be satisfied? Seek the Lord. Go to Jesus. Who is your first point of call? 
Is it pastor or Jesus? I hope it's Jesus and not pastor. Or ABN Amru. Go to Jesus. Seek the Lord. And he will take care of your needs. Why? Because he knows your tomorrow from today. You are his charge. You are his care. He is concerned about the very details of your life. He has even written your name in his hand. So that you are always before him. So go to him. You will not lack anything in the name of Jesus. Number four. You will have life. Seeking the Lord releases life. It releases life. You want to enjoy life and have life in abundance, seek God. Seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. And here you need to go to Amos or Amos. Depends on which side of the equator you come from. And Amos is from Amos chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. Amos chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. And says, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and you shall live. Seek me and you will live. And verse 5 he says, But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Bathsheba. For Gil Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. But listen, seek the Lord and you shall live. Let me read it in a different way. Do not seek for ABN Amru. Do not go to IND. Do not go to the false prophet. Do not go to the witch doctor. That's what he's saying. The things you seek help from are not able to help you if I am not there. But come to me and I will give you help. Come to me and I will lead you to the place where your help will be. If you want to live, come to me. Come to the Lord. Seek the Lord and you will live. Life is in his hand. And he says, I've come to give them life and to give them life in abundance. Jesus gives abundant life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life is in Jesus. Everything else is temporary. It may look like a good time, but it's temporary. I've got friends that have died with AIDS, from AIDS. It looked like they were enjoying life, but it was temporary. Why? Because real life is in Jesus. Still going because of Jesus. Life expectancy in Zimbabwe dropped to 34 because of the HIV pandemic. Thank God I will celebrate a birthday very soon. I passed 34. Why? Because life is in Jesus. When some of my colleagues were enjoying what they were saying, this is life. We are chopping life. We were lifting up holy hands in prayer in church and said, you, your church, church, church. Here we are still lifting up holy hands and we are alive. Because life is in Jesus. Some of my friends are battling with paying maintenance. Because they, they were enjoying life with their zips open. Some of us, we had our zips closed, seeking God. Lord, give me that one woman. 
and now they uh, get they get salary and half of it is gone to maintenance wife this one this one and this one and there are a few other kids crying for you here and you know which one is the life now <laughs> some are in prison <laughs> seek god and you will live seek god and you will live i've seen talking to one brother one time and i say you know this thing that you are doing and say but pastor i need to this thing that you're doing they will catch you one day and one day they caught him and he had to jump up and he was saying pastor i don't know how i jumped up from the third floor down and say next time you will die when you jump you need to start seeking god seek god and you will live hallelujah still together seek God seek his way number five number five says I'll read Romans chapter 2 I'm sure you know where to find Romans Romans chapter 2 verse 6 it's in the New Testament by the way Romans chapter 2 verse 6 it says who will render to every man according to his deeds this is Paul talking about Jesus it says you will render to every man according to his deeds and verse 7 it says and to them who by patient continuance in well doing seek for for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life God will reward those that seek him with the things that they are seeking when you seek God patiently, God will reward you. And these are the blessings that you will get from that scripture. Number five is glory. God will reward you with glory. Do you want to shine? Seek God. I can tell you I shine everywhere I go. And I'm not afraid to say it because I've seen God making me shine. And then when I've shown, I can tell people it's God. The other day I was talking with one of my mentors. He's not a believer. And, and after he said, I've seen this and I've seen that. And said, you know what? It's because I believe in God. And suddenly he started also trying to find a connection with God for his own life. <laughs> Why? Because the evidence of what has happened over my life while he's mentoring me on business aspects is also impacting his own life while he impacts mine. And now he, rather than saying, you know, I just don't believe in God, he now tries to find a connection. So the other day, I, he was telling me, I went into a professor's philosopher who was talking about a philosophy, and he helped me to understand a little bit about faith. Why is he trying to find a connection? Because glory is shining. And you can't deny, you also want to be part of glory. Amen. This is why some of us are quick to try to claim that, ah, oh, you know, I was there also. When they are talking about, you know what, I in the church, that church is so good. Say, I'm part of that church. <laughs> Why? Because glory is good. When Ajax has won the football match, you are also an Ajax supporter on that day. Why? Because glory is, is good. When, ah, thank you very much, thank you very much. They are talking to somebody. They are talking about you. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Sheba suddenly said, you know what, I'm also from East Africa. Why? Because glory is good. Do, do you also know me? Why? Because, you know, who doesn't want glory? But glory comes by seeking God. Seek Jesus and he will give you glory. 
Not false one, but true one. Number six, honor. Honor. He says, if you seek me, I will lift you up and you will be honored. God will place honor over your life. Hallelujah. Number seven, he will bring immortality. You see, your life is more than for now. It must go beyond. Number, number eight, he will give you eternal life. Immortality is, is, is the ability to go on. Eternal life is to the grace to be with him and to be like him where he is. To see the Father fully. Not, not, not like now when we see things in a mirror, but to see him as he is. And, and John says, you know what, brethren, we shall be like he is, for we will see him like he is. But whoever has this hope, 1 John chapter 2, purifies himself. He seeks God. God is pure. And you purify yourself because it's part of seeking God. To be with the pure, you must also be pure. Hallelujah. Are we still together? Number nine, righteousness. You see, seeking God brings righteousness. The Bible says Rehoboam did evil because he did not seek God. If he had sought God, he would have been righteous. David was counted as being righteous, a man after God's own heart. Do you know when God said that? It was after he had sinned with. And God, when he came back to God, Psalm 51, and cried and repented before God. After he repented before the Lord and said, Lord, don't take away your spirit from me. Wash me with high soap. Renew a right spirit within me. And he cried and cried, Lord, have mercy upon me and have grace upon me. And God had mercy upon him. Lifted him up. Lifted up his countenance again. Placed him again where he ought to be. Instead of singing songs to the Lord and blessing the name of the Lord, God would look at David and says, you know what? After all, David is a man after my own heart. He understands to come back and please me. He's a man after my own heart. That's how God would look at David. In other words, God brings righteousness upon him. And God will bring righteousness upon you also if you can seek him. He will cause righteousness to be on you. Besides, Jesus is the one who became the unrighteous for the righteous, the ungodly. He the, the became ungodly for us. That we could become godly. So his righteousness or his uprightness, his good standing begins to be transferred on you. That even on the day you have done something wrong, people will say, no, it cannot be you. And you have to convince people to say, look, I'm sorry, I'm the one who did it. Say, but you, it can't be you. Why? Because the righteousness of God begins to speak for you. You know, there are some people, if, if, even if coffee spills in, they'll say, it is you. I pray that you become righteous. That when they see the coffee has been cleaned up, they will say, ah, you, you are too sweet. Why do you always do it for others? That's being righteous. Where they associate you with the good rather than associate you with the coffee that is spilled. 
Even when you are the one who has spilt it and you're cleaning this, ah, let me do it for you. Why are you doing it? It's me that has spilt it. No, 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 it, it can't be you. Why? Because you are, there's just a righteousness around you. There's just an uprightness around you that evil can't come out. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? But it comes from seeking God. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Number 10, and then I'll tell you a few things about seeking God is their rewards. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12. It says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness and, and, and reap. Oh, sorry, Hosea. Hosea. Oh, so Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 was for righteousness. It was for righteousness. to say, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and rains righteousness upon you. So you seek God or like we, we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God will rain righteousness even upon you. Then, then rewards, the last one, number 10. Rewards is Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently he is a rewarder who wants a reward anybody wants a reward i'm god is going to release a reward <laughs> there's a reward there's a reward for seeking god i i can i can tell you i'm not so brilliant as you think But one of the rewards that God has given me is just for seeking him. Like I've told you my testimony during my bachelor's. Guys were saying, you will fail. I said, no, I will not fail. I will pass. All this preaching, my father and my mother couldn't understand. Why are you keeping your pocket money, going hungry during the week so that you have money to get on a bus to go and preach in a village somewhere, at a school somewhere? Why are you doing that? I'm seeking God. Seeking God. I seek God, I know God will reward me. Make sure you come back with good results. Don't worry, mom. I will come back with good results. My friends are laughing at me. You will fail. Say, no, if I have to do an assignment on the bus, I will do it on the bus. But God is a reward of those that diligently seek him. How did God reward me? When the pass mark was lower than my mark, the pass mark was lowered. <laughs> and I never failed. The pass mark was lowered. Had no, not enough time to really put up a proper application for internship. I went to Nestle. That's how I ended up at Nestle. In the year that I had to do an internship for bachelors, Nestle decided to take two students from my class. Normally, they would just take the best one. I was not the best. But in that year, they decided, let's take two. I don't know why, but they just decided to take two. The following year, they went back to their policy, just take one. <laughs> you didn't understand. Some of you are battling to try to, where am I going to get internship? In the year that I did internship, God is a reward of them that diligently seek him. I spent two years saving my money from instead of buying nice lunch, just put some money on the side that I could be on a bus almost every other weekend to go and preach. My wife can tell you. I once went with, that's how I got to know that she's up for the bill. <laughs> went with her to a rural area. Deep in the rural areas walking in the sand the whole weekend, door-to-door -door preaching. 
eatings, you know, when you have preached and people have received Jesus, they sometimes give you food. You also get that reward. <laughs> and and you, some of you know how smart my wife is. But on this outreach, some of the plates that come before you, you are thinking, should I eat this? But because they've received your Jesus, you will eat it. You will eat the reward. <laughs> she was walking there in the sand. Friday, Saturday, in the sand, out in a village somewhere. Didn't even know who, who to, just knew one person was enough. God is a reward of them that diligently seek you. When Nestle was saying, we want students for internship, I was praying, God, what am I also going to do? I need a place. We just send us your best student. So they give the results. Farah is not among the best. It was a friend of mine called Stanley, who was not even a believer. Stanley went, it was easy for him. Send us another one. And they say, please take Farai also. <laughs> the following year, we need a replacement for Stanley and Farai, but please just send us one. God is a reward of them. And while I was at Nestle, we started a lunch fellowship. <laughs> I don't know what you are doing at your own place. Started a lunch fellowship. And one of the sisters that get, then came to the lunch fellowship was a prayer partner of my wife. God sometimes also rewards you in other ways. <laughs> We're ministering to others. And God just brought one in there. And she said, do you know Busi? <laughs> and one thing led to the other. I will not tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> but, but guys, listen. God is a reward of them that diligently seek him. He will never forsake those that seek him. He will never leave those that trust, that, that, that seek after him. God is faithful and true. I could tell you many testimonies, and I know he's faithful and true. How did I end up in the Netherlands? Because I'd been praying and crying to the Lord, seeking God. One of those days I was in the bush in the forest, I used to have a bike with rubber tires so that I could cycle anywhere without punctures. When I came to the Netherlands, I went to ask, can I have, a, can I have those kind of tires? I said, no, we don't have them here. Anyway, there are no thorns to puncture my tires. I, in the forest, they are clean. But in, in Zimbabwe, you have got forests with thorns and acacia plants. So I got these special tires, never go flat. I could cycle to the village and preach <laughs> without problems. One of those days I was praying. There was a place I used to pray and it started having a small path of where I just used to walk and pray in the bush. Say, God, what's going to happen to my life? Like some of you are praying right now. You need to seek God. I was saying Netherlands, Netherlands. I don't even know why Netherlands, Netherlands. And one day I walk into the office of my professor and people are trying to pronounce the name of a brochure. And the professor walks in and says, oh, that's called Wagen again. Bro looks at, why Wagen? And says, advantages of a Dutch wife. Wagen again. And the next, next thing I knew, I was going to apply to Wagen again. There's only one university I applied to in the Netherlands, and that was. So we have given you a place. Sorry, your scholarship papers were a bit late, but we keep your place. After a year or so, they wrote me back. Do you still want that place? 
We have still not received your response and we have been keeping it for you. And I, and I was wondering why have they been keeping it even after deadlines have passed? I came to this place two weeks late. Why have they been keeping it? Why? Because God is a reward of those that diligently seek him. And he knows how to place you. The lines are being laid in a favorable place for someone as you seek the Lord. But you must seek him. You must seek him. Rehoboam did not seek God. There is a part that I want you to understand very carefully of that portion of Rehoboam versus David. David, David in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, chapter 16 verse 10 says, Let the heart of them rejoice that seek God. He says, Let the what? Let the heart of them rejoice that seek God. And, and of Rehoboam, it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14, it says, because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. Seeking God is something to do with your heart. And your heart must be set or be prepared to seek God. Seeking God is a preparation of the heart. It's like when you are going to have a fast. When you're going to have a long fast, you have to crank yourself and prepare your mind and prepare your, you prepare your heart to do it, isn't it? If I were to come to you today and say, from tomorrow, we start a 10-day fast, you will grumble and, and be and disgruntled. Why? Because I have not given you the opportunity to prepare yourself and prepare your body. Some of you also need to prepare your body. Yeah, in the, between now and whenever, you'll be chopping really good. Or sometimes you start decreasing your food small, 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 small. Because why you are preparing yourself for the day. But if I were just to tell you, from tomorrow, 21 days, some of you will not do it. Why? Because your heart is not prepared for it. When they said 100 days, some of us had to spend a whole day thinking, what are these, is this G.O. gone out of his mind? What is, why, how am I going to tell this to the, I had to even prepare myself to tell you as a church that we will do 100 days together. And I had to be asking others, you know, how are you going to implement and what are you going to do? Why? Because you need to be prepared to seek God. This is why Daddy Gio in his last message said, congratulations, but please be aware there are more that shall come. <laughs> He's just preparing your heart. Because seeking God needs a heart preparation. Hallelujah. Amen. So prepare your heart. You need to set your heart. So in order to receive the blessings of seeking God, the heart must be prepared to seek God. And so how, what do you do? You need to do it with all your heart. When you prepare your heart, you need to include how, many, how much of your heart? All. all. Not the right artery only, but also the left one. And the right and the left, everything. Your whole heart. Everything about you. Must seek God. Must look for God. And when you put your heart into it, your body will follow. Because where your heart is, your body will go. Where your heart is not, you will not let your body go. Amen. Amen. So 
prepare your heart and do it with all your heart. And so Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29, Moses tells the people and says, but if from here now you shall seek the Lord your God, you will find him. And if you seek him with all your heart, so seek God with all your heart. Put all your heart to it. Number two, you need to seek God with all your soul. In that Deuteronomy, he says, and with all thy soul. It's with your heart and with all your soul. And your soul is your mind. Your soul is your willpower. And your soul is, is your emotions, your desires, your passion. When we say this brother is passionate, we're talking about his soul. When we say this brother is strong, we're talking about his will, your will. So seek God with your will, with your passion, with your emotion. Put passion into it. Put emotion into it. Put your whole desire into it. And this is where, where Jesus was saying, you know, a time will come where those who will worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. If you, look at the word, if you look at the word spirit there, it's a small s. Small s because it's about your spirit. And, and your spirit is part of your heart. And your spirit needs your soul in order to make it work. Amen. Amen. So man is a spirit, soul, and body. And those that worship God in truth need to worship Him with their spirit. Because God is Spirit. So you need to worship Him with spirit in your spirit. And with your spirit, you need to connect to your soul. Because in your soul is where all the nice songs come out of. And it's your understanding. And it's your feeling. And it's your desire. It's your passion. Be passionate for God. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, be passionate for God. Be passionate for God. And number, number, th number three, number three is, is that you need to turn from sin. Seeking God means you need to turn from sin. So we talked about that already in, in First Chronicles chapter 7. He says, if my people would turn from their wicked ways. So you need to turn from sin. Turn from wickedness. Turn from wicked ways. Don't allow sin. Whatever is wrongdoing you are doing, don't do it. Cut it off. Move away from it. Sin is any wrongdoing. Anything that does not please God. And, and so you need to stop. Stop it. How shall you stop it? By going to Jesus. Say, Jesus, deliver me. Set me free. And he will set you free. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can deliver me from this sin? It's Jesus. He is more than able. His power is available to help you to stop sinning. So sinner, stop sinning. Amen. Amen. Wickedness must go from your life. That's how we seek God. We seek God by desiring to be righteous so that he can pour more righteousness into our lives. Number, number five, number four, is by humbling ourselves. And by humbling ourselves, in, in, in again, that chapter 7, 2 Chronicles chapter says, and if they will humble themselves and pray, so we need to humble ourselves, humble ourselves to listen, to hear, and to obey God's word. 
So you listen, you hear, and you obey. It takes humility. And, and listening is, 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 is a thing that needs somebody to just become. Many of us are not listening, so we don't hear. And therefore, we don't obey. But when you stop and listen, and listening takes patience, humility takes patience. Humility takes patience. And so we need to humble ourselves and put ourselves under the authority of God and under the authority of those that God has given oversight over. We've been praying for the leaders earlier on. We need to be humble enough to obey them and follow them, follow their instructions. Be led by them. I also have leaders and I also have to obey them because it is important for me to be able to receive the blessing that God wants to put over my life. Hallelujah. So humble yourself. Put yourself under God's authority and those that have oversight over you. And, and, and God, God says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, you must humble yourself. Seeking God means you humble yourself. You accept where you are wrong. You accept where you need to be corrected. You accept where things need to be changed. It's humility that says that. You accept to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not force himself on you. So you need to be humble enough to be led of him. Like a sheep that is led by the shepherd. You know, sheep are following the shepherd. They follow the shepherd. They don't go in front, they follow. It takes humility to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Number, number six, or number five, I've lost count. Diligently. You seek God by being diligent. Be diligent. Hebrews chapter six, it says, God is a reward of them that what? Diligently seek him. You, you need to be diligent. You need to be engaged. You need to be alert to the things of God. You need to be keyed in. You need to be connected to the right network. Yeah. You need to be diligent. If you're on the wrong frequency with God, you don't receive anything from God. So you need to be diligent to be on the right frequency. So be diligent. Amen. Be diligent. Be alert. Be on the ready. That's what diligent is about. Be like a soldier. Ready to do battle. You see, soldiers on active service, they are ready to get up and fight. They will wake up and start shooting in the right direction. Why? Because they are diligent. You understand? Because even if a soldier is sleeping, when he knows he has to wake up and shoot, he's not just going to shoot anywhere. He knows the direction where his colleagues are so that he's not shooting his colleagues. And he wakes up and starts shooting in the direction where the enemy is supposed to be. And the soldier also knows that I should not be on the side where the enemy is supposed to be. Because it's diligence. Make sure you're not on the wrong side of the firepower. Like the prayers you were praying today. I hope you were not sleeping when you were praying them. Because if you're on the wrong side of the firepower. Let me tell you a story. Praying like this. And somebody is busy doing other things. The, whole, the demon jumps out of this one and attacks the one who was not diligent. So when we finish delivering this one, oh, we have to deliver this one as well. 
Be diligent. Amen. Amen. The devil is like a roaring lion. Looking for somebody to devour. And so the God says, be on the alert. Stand firm. Be on guard. That's diligent. Diligent. And, and, and be a watchman. A watchman is somebody who is diligent. And number seven, is it says, you must seek him continually. That's what David was saying in verse 11 of chapter 16, 2 Chronicles. He says, seek the Lord and his strength and seek his face continually. It's a non-stop thing. I have not stopped seeking God. My wife called me today and I said, I'm sitting in a corner somewhere because I'm seeking God. Even at Schiphol, no, it's very, I don't like going to the prayer room, but I found a small corner somewhere where I can sit and put ears, in, put headphones on and just look at the wall and pray. Nobody disturbs me and I can just seek God there and pray. And I've downloaded a lot of things from the Lord sitting on this corner. I think now the waiters of the restaurant know me. This guy who just comes, he never buys anything. He just sits in the same chair. The other day I felt, I felt a bit guilty that I just always come and sit in this corner. So I bought a coffee. <laughs> but, but I found a place where I can seek God. Just look and stare at the glass wall. Sometimes see a plane go up. But I can hear God speaking to me. I do that continually. So even on the days when I'm not fasting, sometimes I'm thinking, let me just go and sit in that corner. The other day, my colleagues said, how come you're not coming to eat with us? And so I, just, I just need to go and sit somewhere. Sit in that corner. Just download a few things from the Lord. Why? Because it's a continual thing. You don't stop. You don't stop. Tell your neighbor, don't stop. And the last one, the last one which shall come more in detail at a later stage is that we seek God by praying and by studying his word. We already heard that we must eat the scroll <laughs> and we must pray. That's the last one. And then I want you to stand with me to pray. Second Chronicles chapter 11 verse 16, David says, and set, who set their hearts to seek and inquire of the Lord. The, there are two ways to inquire of the Lord. And I said, I'll come back to these ones, but, but, but rise with me. You inquire in prayer and you inquire by looking for his word. So seeking God needs people that go into prayer and into the word. People that will spend time praying and people that will stand, spend time looking at his word. Hallelujah. I want you to pray for yourself before we, we go into just a time just to praise and worship God and then we'll share the communion. But I want you to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Whatever word that you, that you have heard right now, just pray for yourself. Just begin to pray for yourself. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. 
Lord, help me to seek you. Help me, Lord Jehovah, to seek you in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, just pray for yourself. Lord, help me to seek you, Lord, with everything that is within me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father Makasata Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, help me, Lord God Almighty, to seek you, O God. Help me, Jesus, to seek you, Lord God Almighty. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, you say you reward the diligently. Those that seek you diligently. You reward those that seek you diligently. I pray, my Lord and my God, that Jehovah, there will be rewards, O Heavenly Father, Lord, for your children, Jehovah God, who will seek you diligently. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that, Father, your children will continue to seek you. We'll continue, Jehovah, to seek you, O Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, my God. We must thank you, Lord God Almighty. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. You see, one, one something that's upon my heart is I'm just going to call. Where's my where's my wife? Can you can you can you call her to come? God, God just, just, just ministering to me that we just need to pray with people who have particular needs. And, 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 and so what I'm just going to do is just give opportunity to whoever who has, who has a particular need that you will come. We will just, just stand here. You come and we will pray for you and, 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 and for your need, whatever need you have. And while people are coming, can you, can you, can you come, can you come? We're going to pray for people.